we're in it's a sh- i think it's a show it's a show welcome back and this week uh wanted to kick things off by telling you about my airpod saga saga mm-hmm. that is a quite the word yeah it's really not that uh <laughs> that long of a story um it's not it's not a saga is what you're saying it's not a saga but it was it does have some high drama. So let me uh, let me tell you what happened. So I was going to meet a friend uh, to see Endgame, actually. So I was going to go meet somebody at the draft house to catch a movie. And when I was on the way there, I was actually a little bit early, and we had talked about not getting dinner there, like eating before. So I thought, hey, I'm gonna I'm gonna stop by Shake Shack. It's right next door. I've only been there one time, and I am pretty into burgers. So I was gonna I was gonna stop by, right? And uh, I got there, and it turned out it was not quite as early as I thought. So, you know, by the time I got my food, I was pretty much running late at this point. So it was unfortunate because the Shake Shack burger and fries, like, they're very expensive, but they were quite good. But I I had to scarf them down. I was, like, running late at this point. So I scarfed them down, and what, what I must have done was I had my AirPods on the tray. And oh, no. so I I dumped all the food and a, I believe my AirPods into the trash and rushed off to, to catch the movie. And so, you know, a couple days later, a few days later, it wasn't started getting concerned because you they're you know, they're usually somewhere right They're in my car. Maybe I left them at work. No big deal. But they really weren't turning up. And uh, that's when I messaged you and you you gave me the great idea to check find my iPhone. I didn't realize that, you know, your paired devices like that, you could you could check them. And so when I pulled it up, I saw, you know, the last place they had been on was Shake Shack, right? That was the last place they were at. And so, of course, I called and the manager was pretty funny. He was like, oh, man, that's like sucks so bad. Like he was like really <laughs> upset for me. And I appreciated that. Yeah, it was pretty funny. And then, um, yeah, they never, never turned up, never got, you know, paired. I thought maybe, you know, maybe somebody snatched them or something and would, you know, try to pair them with their phone. But I never got any. Apparently you get a notification if um, if that happens. And so, yeah, that's that's pretty much the the end uh i've i've had those airpods like maybe eight months and uh they're a good good run not really <laughs> yeah we, we had a lot of good times together i don't know if that's a great run but um do you lose it's do you lose things are you like a person who loses no, things or no this no is not I'm a, really this is not a thing for you it's an anomaly and, and that's actually how i'm looking at it is i was a bit overdue for something like this what about like sunglasses or anything you ever leave those anywhere not really. I mean, I've never lost a phone. I don't lose my keys. I don't like leave my wallet place. So I'm pr- I'm pretty good, and I can't believe I did this. But again, it's just one of those things that I was kind of due for something stupid like that. And and it's funny because after I realized, okay, I've actually I've actually lost these. They're gone. Immediately, I ordered new ones. There was there was no question. It was there was no question of whether I was gonna live with or without AirPods. Like. There was no question. I ordered them immediately, uh, without hesitation. Well, and it's nice that the um, the new ones had just come out, right? You had the old ones previously. I yeah, I guess and so. You got to you got to upgrade that. in there, right? Yeah, they're the what the twos or whatever. I mean, yeah, the I second, don't know. Second generation. I, yeah. So yeah, I don't know how they're how they're different or better, but um, well, you can um, you can talk to Siri 
directly from them so that is obviously oh. very helpful oh that's cool um you okay. can just say the the hey hey name i'm not gonna say it because people get mad when <laughs> podcasts set off their right. things yeah, yeah yeah um um but you can say hey to just out in, while you're wearing them you can just oh, say that's it cool. right whereas on the old ones you had to tap and it's kind of a it's kind of weird to tap against the side of your head and it makes like a loud sound in your ear um it's sure. you know if you're already going to be kind of awkwardly um talking to a robot i think it's nice to be able to just say that so that is a cool yeah. feature and i think they maybe they sound a little better or the um, battery's a little better that kind of thing they're so good though i i was so glad to, to get them back and for what it's worth, um, I, I I had you know you can do the little engraving on the back of the the case for free, and you you get a very limited amount of characters. I think it's actually like t- ten or eleven or something like that. Um, so I just put my phone number there. Just in, it wouldn't help me the last time around, but I thought I figured that would be you know a good use of that space. I think that's actually a great idea. Um, yeah. I'm I, when you first sent me that photo of the phone number in there, I kind of laughed and I thought it was silly, and then it I realized that it's kind of kind of genius. Well, while we're talking about AirPods, really quick, let's just follow up on the Power Beats. So this is this is Apple's like premier AirPods, right? The Power Beats, um, and those are coming out. I think we said this summer, and you sent me a really funny picture of them because they are huge, like the actual the charging case. Uh, somebody, you you may know offhand, the, the some tech person had a had a a demo of them or whatnot, and they put them in their pocket, and it, just novelty bulging out. Like they, how much bigger do you think would you estimate they are than the the AirPods case? It, it looks like at least four times larger. Something right? ridiculous. Like maybe four not times quite, in volume. Yeah, yeah, maybe maybe four times in volume because they are they are thick and they are like it's ridiculous it almost looks like a, like a hockey puck or something something that's a little extreme but it, it is actually ridiculous how big it, they are it might be as big as a hockey puck i don't know yeah so anyway that's that's all i have to say on that but it's that massive. is they are ridiculous like that that does you could not carry those around in a comfortably in a pair of jeans it's i think it's dumb um it's pretty dumb it's pretty dumb but it's i don't gonna, know it's if... gonna be yeah it's gonna be have to be something you'd use stuff in like your duffel bag Right, like your gym bag or something like that. You you just couldn't carry them around in that manner. The I think the one maybe redeeming. I don't think this is very interesting, but the one redeeming piece is that the battery life of the individual earbuds is better. So yeah, you sense. maybe don't need the case all the time. You could just throw right. those in your shirt pocket or something. You know, like it's not. Um, yeah. Maybe not as necessary, but I don't know. It's okay. Too big. Too big for the pocket. Okay, so I'm dying to talk about this next topic. So this is this is Uber is releasing a new feature they're calling Quiet Ride. Okay, so they're rolling out this new feature. I guess they're testing it right now with um, what is it called? It's like uh, Uber Black. Uber Black, which is what Premier Premier Cars, right? Like it's supposed I think to it's be like, like SUVs black car service. and yeah. Okay, so. I'm not sure why they're testing. I guess just to test it with a smaller pool, but they have these new features, right? Well, and I allow- think I think to yep. uh, encourage you to pay more, right? It's a more expensive product, so if you want these features, you have to pay more. I see, but I assume they'll roll them out to the to the masses to the plug May- version. Maybe you don't. Yeah, I don't know. I I would think so, but yeah, I'd be, yeah, that's an interesting point. Maybe they're kind of keeping them as as incentives to, Can, to upgrade. Yeah. We'll continue with the features. Okay, so the features uh, I saw were basically 
you have the ability to request, uh, you have three options for how chatty you want your driver to be or what your preference is there. So you can put like prefers conversation, prefers silence or no preference, right? That's the, that's the big, uh, feature there. And then there's another one for, uh, your air conditioning preference or just temperature preference, right? Do you like it a little colder? Do you like it warm? And this is, for our for our long term listeners, they're gonna know this, but we we had this exact idea maybe I don't know seven shows ago. I'll I'm gonna hunt down that clip and and play it. Uh, but we had this. Can exact... you do like a little um, like a that like wind chime sound of like you're going back in a dream? Can you find that? Yeah. Can you can you can you simulate it for me really quick though? Here's here's my idea or suggestion. I wonder if there's an opportunity for ride-sharing apps to have a little checkbox or maybe a setting you can set as like a, a default. But basically, it would be some kind of indication or nudge that, hey, like I I prefer a lot of conversation. I I'm I'd prefer not conversation. That could either be something that is specific to that ride. Um, I'm picturing something like when you're confirming the ride or something, there's a little checkbox that you, that maybe you, it learns your, uh, your preference, or maybe you have set that global feature and you can change it if you're feeling chatty or if you are normally chatty and you're just, again, in that, you know, specific case, like I described, um, um, not only have we talked, did we talk about this, whatever, seven episodes ago, this is something I think you requested, I don't know, two years ago. You you came up with this idea and said, why w- would they not just stop talking to me? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. What did, <laughs> what did you say? It was like you wanted your temperature to be meat locker. Yeah, I want it to be a meat locker in there. <laughs> I want yeah, we started out by saying if we have, we want, if we take frozen foods on there, we want them to stay frozen. And by the end, we said we want room temperature foods to be frozen by the time you get <laughs> yeah. to your location uh-huh yeah Sounds, i like it cold it's really smart and i like it quiet um As i was telling you i was doing a lot of late night kind of red eye flights back home and that's you know you just get these chatty drivers and it's just the last thing i feel like doing after traveling for eight or nine hours you know yeah, i i could see a situation where they keep this as an uber black only yeah. option right and i could also see where they encourage the non-black the non-uber black drivers to um to be particularly chatty right to talk more as a reason to convince people to spend more on a higher end ride see here's the problem with that it's isn't this going to be like a features arm race where i assume lyft is going to pick this up and just add that functionality and then you're going to get in a situation where Uber's going to have to they're going to have to roll that out sure. right so okay so th- i mean jokes aside wh- why why isn't yeah. the uh why isn't the s- standard just no talking well like shouldn't shouldn't that just be part of the handbook like when you start driving for uber shouldn't they just say like you know what don't talk to the don't talk to your drivers like don't be like you don't need to be impolite but well like there shouldn't think- be conversation I think some people genuinely like some conversation are open to that. I, I, I yeah, do. But like you're I, in a, you're in an Uber, like don't talk. It doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. But 
some people are really chatty, like like I'm driver, like uh, you know, passengers. Like some people are really social. Um, and I've been in cases like that where I think I told you in the last episode when I'm when I'm going to the airport to like leave for a trip. Usually it's like late morning. I've slept well. I'm actually pretty chatty. Like I'm happy to talk. Yeah. Um, and when Uber and Lyft came out, I remember part of like the selling point was not like the conversations necessarily but it was like oh it's more like a friend driving you it's supposed to be casual it's not like an awkward taxi ride it it is casual sit in the front seat no you know no big deal so i think some of that friendliness some people are drawn to that and and see it as as a plus or or no preference i mean ideally what happens is drivers have the emotional intelligence to read you right so that maybe you you ask them how they're doing and if the person kind of grunts in response it it kind of indicates they're not really open to conversation right and if they go on a start going on a diatribe about you know what a great day they've had then maybe continue the conversation at that point right i mean that's that would be ideal but obviously you know that's not that's not going to be everybody yeah i i guess i'm i totally agree with that and i it feels like a failure of human society that we even need this <laughs> preference you know like you should it should okay. be it should wow. be very clear and like if you if the person if the passenger isn't talking like the driver shouldn't be ta- continuing to talk you know what i mean i agree yeah like, I that totally should just be that. very obvious and i don't know there's another setting here for like uh if you have if you have bags but like if you have bags like you'll have them and the yeah, yeah. driver is probably going to come out and help you put them in the trunk you know or at least open the trunk you know, from remotely from the inside. And sure. so you can put them in there, right? Like, I don't know. These don't, Yeah. at first I was excited about this because it seems like, oh yeah, great. Look, more features. Um, but this just seems like, I don't know. This seems like we're incapable of, it makes me sad for humanity that we're incapable wow. of, of uh, managing these types of expectations. Like that we need technology to tell us whether, whether we have bags with us or not. Like you can use your eyes and you can see that you have them. And like, if the person is struggling, help them. Yeah, I think some people, honestly, I think a lot of people are not great at reading people or reading things like body language and whatnot. And so I think there is necessity for this. I, I don't think most people are, are there's not enough, per, high enough percentage of people that just have this down pat, right? I mean, hence the need for it. Yeah, this does this sound like a, um, like a black mirror kind of thing where, um, you know, like as... I don't know. Imagine I'm imagining that as these types of things start to proliferate a little bit more, people who have trouble picking up on social cues only get worse at it because they need a piece of software to tell them how to behave. Right. Mm. And like it starts to like kind of snowball in a where like people never learn how to act in social situations and they need their app to tell them what, you know, like how to behave and how to react and what to what to feel. Yeah, that's a really interesting point. I, I've thought about that in relation to Twitch, actually. Just hang with me for a second. So okay. I was, you know, I'd like done some gaming in the past. And, you know, when Twitch came out, it was kind of interesting to me. And what's interesting is that, you know, people tune in to watch these people play video games mostly. But you can, you know, they do other things, cooking or just kind of hanging out. These 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 uh streaming personalities, right? They have these shows where thousands of people sign in to watch them either again play games or do activities and a lot of people 
who don't understand it are like, why would you watch somebody play video games? But the actual value I think a lot of people get is in this like mini, it's like this community. It's like, you know, feeling connected with these other people, but it, it's still virtual, right? It's like there's there's still these barriers. And one thing I've always wondered is, hey, is this a great tool for people who are maybe a little socially awkward and, and hesitant to to have a community, to, to feel like they're able to, you know, check in with people who, you know, care about them to some extent? Or is this enabling those people and making it that much harder for them to go out into the world and, and, and meet people? I, I don't know. I mean, do you have a do you have a take on that? Like a hot take? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, it's a, yeah. that's a sensitive, uh, sensitive subject. So I'm hesitant to, <laughs> um, really, really jump onto that one, but yeah, it's um, just something I've thought, of, I've thought about, no, and I, I, think I don't have a, a, an angle myself, but I, if, I, I want, I wonder about that. I wonder about yeah, it. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Here's my, here's my semi hot take is okay. that it is up to the like designers and, you know, like product managers at these companies to mm-hmm. try to create products that don't that don't enable the like the worst future that we could have you know like try to create like think about these features when you're adding a conversation quiet preferred option you know like by setting by setting what the default is and by creating you know like there, i'm sure there's like onboarding videos when you become a driver for uber and there's like recommended uh-huh. you know there's a pamphlet that tells you how to behave or whatever like or if there isn't maybe there should be you know like you as these experiences and products are being crafted and created it's up to those teams to have you know people who are experts in these humanities and like you know having psychologists on the team who can help understand how people actually react to things and doing research to figure out how people will behave and to try to make decisions that will help the product, you know, further society and help us out and not like not take us down the wrong path. Uh, man, that seems like, I don't want to call you naive, but I mean, I mean, I, you know, their, their incentive is to, you know, to further activity through the, through the app, right? That's the, that's the main generator there it's going to be ad revenue and whatnot like that sure i mean don't you don't you think so i'm I'm not saying how it how it's going to play out i'm saying how i how i think it should be how i wish it was i yeah i i agree um and that's that's kind of a conversation that's that's been happening too with other like you know social media platforms for example right um and that's where we talked about the other week about how Instagram was kind of experimenting with that idea of, you know, maybe not showing like counts and things like that, trying to make it um, a better experience. Um, Does that cut down on, it would be interesting to see how these companies make decisions. If, you know, do they, do they go for features that lead to kind of healthier mental health, right. Of their users. But even if that comes at the cost of maybe some engagement up front. Sure. Is that a, is that an investment they're willing to make in terms of maybe longer term users or you know just like having, uh, you know, a better experience for the app in a different way, right? That's that's totally it. I mean, I think you can you can create a worse experience that makes more money, right? F- slowly over time, and people will you know deal with that experience and they'll kind of deal with it until it hits a tipping point, and then yes. people will lose, you know, and you get the thing where a lot of people start to, you know, disable their Facebook accounts or, you know, start to remove 
Facebook or remove Instagram from their home screen or whatever, you know, like they totally. start to like put limits on things, right? Like just like we've been talking about with the like app limits and all that. So mm-hmm. I think these, I think these companies want, especially once they start to get big, like if it's some mm-hmm. little startup, like sure, no one's using it. It's a new thing. Like they're not going to be worried about that. But as these companies start to get, you know, a billion users, um, you know, when they start to get insanely huge, like they, that really is a, I don't know. It's a, it becomes a business requirement to say, how do we keep people happy and using this product for the next 10 years, for the next right. 50 years, for the next whatever. Right. And they're not going to be sustainable if they, I mean, hopefully it's not, you know, like it's the, the, the best case scenario is that they do start to think about those things because they realize that there is a return on mental health and there is a return on, I don't know, creating a quality experience that actually makes people happier in the long term. Wow. That was a, Surpri- a surprising, uh, surprisingly thoughtful topic that came out of nowhere. I, I mean, <laughs> I don't think I have anything else smart to say after that. So I think we should <laughs> call it. Used it all up. That's all I got. I, I'm done for the week. <laughs>